Welcome. I am Valerie Malone, life coach, motivational speaker, and you are listening to Real Talk. In this podcast, I bring experts from all over the world so they can share their story, tool, and strategy with us on the area of health, relationship, career, money mindset, lifestyle, and much, much more. Join me today is Mojgan. She goes by name Moji. She's from Afghanistan. She is an artist, entrepreneur, and a mother. Being an Afghan rapper, she has faced lots of criticism, backlash, and even death threat because she is a woman who is going after her dream of being a rapper, which goes against her culture, beliefs, and expectation. I am so excited to have her here with me today. And by the way, she is the first woman from Afghanistan that I am interviewing and in my podcast. Moji, I'm so excited to have you here with us. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and talking to us. Our listeners are very excited. But before we start, I just wanted to tell you, I'm so excited to have you here. And here's the reason why. You are the first woman from Afghanistan that I'm interviewing in my podcast. <laughs> very, very excited about that. Well, um, I always wanted to get somebody and I really got impressed by uh, what you have done so far and what you're doing for the new generation and how you stand up and how you went against all the odd to go and spread your message on the social media and encouraging young women to stand up for themselves, to be themselves, and more importantly, create a life in their own term. So thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for recognizing that because a lot of people don't, you know. <laughs> oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Now, I did an introduction, but I would like for you to tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you were born and raised in America and your parents are from <laughs> Afghanistan. So take us back and tell us what really inspired you to become an artist and create your own music and simply be a role model for this young generation and for, uh, for people in Afghanistan because for the listeners... <laughs> If you don't know Afghanistan, it's a very male-dominated country. Um, we still have it. It's getting a little bit better, but it's very male-dominated. And Moji uh, have, was brave enough to come out and, and spread a message and saying, hey, you don't have to be like that. Right. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't want to be a role model to anybody except my daughter, to be honest with you, because that's the only person that I look to influence, uh, like, directly. Mm -hmm. What I do... In, uh, in the public's view, when I put it out there, uh, there's a purpose for it. Mm -hmm. There's a reason. Um, every move is calculated. Everything I say is calculated. Everything I post is calculated. It's not like I just put it out there, okay? So there's a reason for everything. And people might not see what's going on and what it's leading to, right. but that's leading to a path to where I'm trying to go. And um, being a role model is not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to be is the outcast, right. the person who is going against the grain, mm. does not want to tolerate the bullshit that comes with, unfortunately, our culture and our religion. Mm. Um, I don't want to deal with the racism anymore. Mm. I don't want sexism anymore. I don't want to deal with the hate anymore right. within, within the community. So when I come out here and I show them who they are by being who they are, Right. that's how they learned okay it's been years and years that people from our country are trying to get some kind of light into the afghan society and nothing happens nothing hits them because everybody's treading lightly you know walking on eggshells now me when i came i didn't care if there's eggshells or eggs i'm breaking it you know i'm walking on them and i'm cracking them and that's what i've done i've showed them who they are by speaking to them the way they speak to everybody else, by calling them out for the shit that they do. You know what I mean? And um, I just think that somebody needed to do that because my whole life since I'm young, I've been hearing, oh, you have to be this, you have to do that. And a lot of things up until I was 18 in my life, I held back from like who I am, who, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to say, what I wanted to wear, where I wanted to go, because I came from an Afghan family who expected certain things from me. Mm. But as soon as I hit 18, I knew that I was in America and nobody can say shit to me, right? So I took advantage of that. Mm. And honestly, it caused a lot of problems in my house at first. Obviously, family doesn't like it. Mm. You know, nobody likes when somebody goes against things. But in the end, they have to learn to respect it for what it is, you know? It's not like I'm going out there and 
and preaching to be some kind of a whore or some kind of a killer or a hater, you know? I'm just preaching that we need to let people live their life and be free because, I mean, why did we escape Afghanistan? And in reality, why did our families leave, Mm. you know? They left for freedom. They left so people don't talk, so people don't bother, so people don't assume or, you know? And I just feel like they forget that when they sit amongst each other and see things and start judging again. They need to remember what it all is from, you know, where it all started. I'm so glad you said that because, uh, like I said, again, uh, I know you said you're not, you don't want to be a role model, but you are. But you are, believe it or not, you are a role model. Uh, It makes me laugh because I don't see myself as one. I I see it as that. I just do things to do it. Um, yeah. Any intelligent person that is seeing you right now and on social media and including myself, because I tell you why. Uh, I know you were born and raised in America and you grew up with Afghan culture and you're very familiar with the Afghan culture. But yeah. I was in Afghanistan. And like you said, we run from our freedom. And then a lot of us came over here. We had an opportunity yeah. to come here. But we were, and I can speak for myself. I, like you said, I was one of those people that are like, oh my God, you know, I don't want to go out there. I don't want to like, you know, I was walking on an eggshell and I don't have the voice or the courage to go out there and do that because I was uh, dealing with my own problems. Of and you had no to show you that it's okay to be you. Right, right. But you are little mouses that are shut. You had no lions or tigers around. Right, right. No lions, tigers and bears. It's all little mouse and cockroaches. <laughs> yes. And, and this literally like you coming out and... Like you said, brave enough to deal with your family over here, not only, but with the whole society. Because again, I can't emphasize enough to tell the listeners that Afghanistan is very male dominated and, and people do not give women right to do anything, let alone go out there and speak freely about their freedom and about what they wanted to do. So for that perspective, from that perspective, it's, it's very um, impressive what you have done. And unfortunately, um, a lot of people that are still have that mentality, that old mentality of coming from there, or even there seeing you, they look at that as an, oh, you're being like, you know, disrespectful to your country, you're doing it, but your message is really like, no, that's not what I'm doing. And a lot of time you go defend yourself because they're so harsh and they're so obnoxious toward you that you just, you just like, okay, you're not even getting my message. All I'm doing is defending myself because you're just in a whole nother world. Am I right? You know? I'm sorry to cut you off. You know what's really sad? You said it's male-dominated and this and that. And that really caught my attention because when it comes to my social media and my presence out there within the community, mm-hmm. I realize that I get more support and respect from men yeah. for being than the woman. And it's really sad. It's the women who are talking down on me and putting shame to me, not the men. The men are like, I'm so proud to see one of our Afghan women, our family finally standing up and being a voice. And then you see these women saying, oh, you know, you're this or you're that. And, oh, what kind of mother are you? Or what kind of, uh, you know, why are you dressing like this? Or da 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 like, bitch, that has, excuse my language, that has nothing to do with no, who I feel free to. You know what I mean? Just yeah. because I dress a certain way, that's how I like to dress, you know? Right. And nobody can tell me no different. Um, but it's sad because I think that since, They've been told so much, controlled so much, the women, and are still being controlled, even though they're born in Europe, Canada, America. Mm. These Africans are still controlled by their family members, by their husbands, by their in-laws. So they, they, in a way, they envy that I don't bow down to my in-laws. And I get these messages, like, I wish I could say this to my mother-in-law, like how you sit there publicly, or I wish I could tell my husband this. And it's like they are angry at me for being this way, but they also secretly admire it. Right, 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 right. And I think it's the admiration and the envy that gets them hating me, you know, because they can't do it or they don't have the courage to stand up for themselves. So that brings anger to them, right? Because they're stuck in a situation that they can't take themselves out of. And I realized it's not the men. It's the woman. It's the women which is really sad because you would think that the woman would support you. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because yes, more of us that we need to like look at this from, from whole another level of uh, uh, observation of what we're doing, because like you said, men are encouraging you and women are. And I think a lot of that goes back to um, how we were kept like, you know, not education and simply follow the rule and the culture right. of uh, thing. And we keep repeating that. And, and that's the barrier that we are breaking you and I, 
um, that we're here to support each other as a woman. We're supposed to, you know, pull each other up and, you know, respect each other and encourage mm-hmm. each other. But unfortunately, they're not looking at that. So hopefully doing more of this will do that. But I want to switch now from that to the exciting part of you, you, who you are and what you do. Besides being this amazing person, you're an artist and you're a mother. Yes, I'm a mommy. <laughs> and then also you said something about what you wear. And you have an amazing figure, girl. You, you look uh, amazing. I love your fashion style. Hair, but <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Tell us a little bit about, like, how did you come up with your style? Like, like you have a unique style to yourself. It's really beautiful. You're very, um, like, loud and, and, and shiny out there. Thank you. Uh, when it comes to, like, when it comes to fashion, you're saying style or just my energy, I think it's, oh. it's, a, New, it's a New York thing. A lot, of, um, a lot of who I am, a lot of how I speak, a lot of how I dress is influenced mainly from where I was born, New York City, um, specifically Queens. And it's a very diverse area. You're familiar with it. In all of New York City, the most diverse place is Queens. It's like a melting pot. You can find somebody from anywhere in the world there. And that influenced me. And I have so much knowledge of different cultures and different languages and different foods and different religions that like, I'm so open-minded mm. that sense that I can take that and bring it into our community. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. That's what I try to do as I try to bring what I learned from New York and what I grabbed from the people around me into the community. Because like, if you don't know any better, you don't do any better, right? So they don't know any better. They haven't seen it. They haven't heard it. They haven't done it. So if I do it, if I say it, if I make them listen, then that'll give room for the next person to do it and so forth. And then it grows into something we want it to be. And that's my whole purpose. Is there any ritual that you follow? I know you're a dancer and I know you're a singer. So do you follow any diet or any exercise to keep, keep yourself in shape? No, uh, a lot of people say, do I? Uh, the thing is, I used to eat like back in the day when I was around 18, 19, I was really heavy. I was almost 200 pounds, uh, but not like sloppy i had a nice big boobies and butt but i was very uncomfortable with it i always wanted to be thin because my siblings were all thin so um unfortunately i battled some health issues endometriosis when they say be careful what you wish for you really should be careful what you wish for i got sick and um not healthy and that's how i lost my weight so then i got really skinny and i had to learn to gain weight now Mm. and get my healthy again so I stopped eating junk food. I started um, eating more fruits and vegetable and cooking for myself. I cook a lot. Like I love to cook. Um, and, and that's what keeps me fit. When you eat out, unfortunately, you gain weight. Um, I don't drink soda at all. I don't drink sweet juices or all that stuff. Maybe orange juice or apple juice or cranberry juice. That's it. But mostly I have lemon water from morning till night. Like all day I'll have lemon water. Mm. Um, and I eat healthy, you know, and I don't eat like big, big Afghani food plates, you know, I literally eat like a little bird portion, like a little half a cup of this, a little bit. Um, so I don't overstuff myself and I'm not really, I don't like hold myself. I indulge a lot on sweets and stuff. So I guess it's like by now, because I've taken care of my health and adjusted the way I eat, that now it's just natural for me. You know, I know what I can eat and how to keep it. Oh, great, great. That's, that's a good thing because, yes, eating is the most important thing. And we have such an amazing food that our food is so great, but unfortunately, it's a little... But like, I had big boobs and I lost them and I had a baby, so I got a little boob job recently. And then I wasn't fat, but I had, like, extra skin left from when I was fat, so I got that room. So um, it's not that I needed the surgery to get my body figure right or whatever. I just needed it to for myself when I'm naked, what it looks like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? But Girl, other you than that, you look hot. I've seen your videos and whatever Thank you're doing you. is working for you. It matches your personality. And I love your style because like I said, the, the hair, the clothes, the makeup and everything kind of goes very well oh, together. Hair, I've been doing hair since I'm like, I, even before I went to school for it, I love to do hair since I was like 12 years old. I've been dying and cutting hair. My family's in France. So like I'm a hairstylist also. Um, I don't promote that because that's not something I want to do forever in my future. So whatever I have as clients, I keep that going. Mm-hmm. But mainly focus on um, school right now, social sciences, to be a teacher and social worker, and my daughter and my music. Those are my three main focuses right now. Oh, wow. 
Okay, see that I didn't know that you were going to school to be a social worker. That's an amazing. But mostly I wanted to say, how do you keep it balanced? Because I know you're a mother, you're, you're a student, and you, especially music, and being an artist, that's the whole other level. And I know a lot of artists that they do, and there's a lot of background work, like you said, people don't see it. But when you get up in the morning, by the time, you know, being a mother, being an entrepreneur, and doing your music, and going to school, that's a lot. How do you balance everything? Um, to be honest with you, a lot of people ask me how I balance stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, I just, I don't have like, people have a schedule of like what they're going to do today, you know, mm -hmm. or what they're going to do next week or tomorrow. Wallahi, I, I, I never know what I'm going to do within the next five minutes even. Okay. Maybe certain things like my daughter's school and her classes that I have her in, I know for a fact that I'm going to show up to, but when it comes like her life, I have timed out what I'm doing for her. Right. When it comes to my daughter, there's a schedule. School is now. Food is now, karate is there, out time is this. But when it comes to me, there's no schedule. Wow. So, because I think I live my life doing most of my things for people wow. that I give myself the focus that I need. And that's what I've changed this year. And that's why my music has gone a little further and people are recognizing me more is because I'm giving myself more time. I used to give my time to my family and then I got married. I gave it to him. Then I had my kid. I gave it to her. But now it's just me and my daughter that I focus on because through life I've experienced that in the end, you have to care for yourself and take care of yourself. It doesn't matter how much somebody loves you. Love eventually fades and all that shit is just like, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a facade. So, um, so I learned to take care of myself and I don't have a set schedule. I don't have uh like what am I gonna do with the next ten minutes? I mean, even with you, like you messaged me. If you didn't remind me, I would have fucking totally forgot. That's okay. Right. Like my podcast is today. It's because I really literally don't schedule anything. I and I always tell people, please make sure you message me before the date, you know, or ten minutes before it's gonna happen or because I know, like I know how I am and how things work with me, you know. So um because things change so often, I can't schedule things, right. you know. And I just live like accordingly and it's, well, you, know, you know what it's, it's, um, I teach a, a lot of awareness and a lot of being in a present moment. And that's really what you're doing. And I'm, I'm glad you brought the, the, the topic of, you said that you took some time now to focus on yourself and on your work yeah. and on your career and on your daughter, because, um, you were married, you got, you know, you're separated now. And, and this is what is very important Two important thing that you're doing right now. Number one, you're paying attention to yourself and you're giving yourself mm -hmm. focus, you're giving yourself attention, you're giving yourself a love and you're saying that, Hey, I'm going to take care of my health, my daughter's health. That's what I'm responsible and my career. And then, like you said, uh, once we love ourselves, everybody else will see it. If they love you good, if not fuck off. Right. Exactly. Okay. And the other thing that you said, being in the present moment in today's society, people are running 120 miles an hour. Like, have you seen yeah. people like have these lists of like, okay, like next week I'm going to do this next month. I'm going to do this next year. I'm going to do this. It's like, how, how do you know you're going to do a live? I don't even do that because I don't know what's going to happen to me or to anybody within the next month, you know? And I've, I've always lived like, my mom used to be like, oh, you know, you work so much. You don't save a penny or you know, you have to think about your future and, you know, you never know what happens. And I've always, I've always told her, like, I don't need to save anything. I don't need to worry about my future. I was like, God got me. I've always felt secure in like, in my life. It's like, even if I have nothing, I always knew that I'm, I have something. You're okay. You know, and I've always been okay. Thank God. Like, there's been times where I felt like, okay, this is my brokest moment. What am I going to do? I don't have a penny to my name. And literally, boom, like out of nowhere, a big check will show up. And I'll be like, what the fuck? And it saves my life. Wow. It's like never left me, you know? Like I've always been taken care of. So when it comes to my career and my music and my goals, I know that it doesn't matter what anybody thinks or if anybody supports me. I know that God got me. And there's a reason why I have the strength, you know? Uh, that's profound. That's really good. Because you. like you said, that's, that's what's important. God made you and looking over you. A lot of us forget that. At the end of the day, people in our culture, in our community, they talk about God and they talk about Islam and they talk about being God-fearing people, but they don't even respect what God created, yeah. as in you and me, you know, or anybody. 
any human, black, white, like our community, the other day, that lady that you were talking about, the one that, you know, that came out, talked about whatever, she comes on social media, it's not the first person, people calling me black. I mean, what's wrong with being black? First of all, I respect black people a thousand more times than I do my own community, right? Um, so it's black people are doing far more better things in the world than Afghan people are and from what I know right now. And it's like, why are you talking down to anybody, especially when it comes to skin color? Yeah. That's like, and our community needs to realize that like skin color, it doesn't have nothing to do with anything. You know, at the day, when you do your DNA testing, you guys aren't even 100% from Afghanistan, you dumb fucks. Like, yo. Yeah. yeah. You it's know, like, we're trying to end racism, and here's we're coming in, you're black. You're black. That itself, number one, you're being racist. Number two, like you said, what is wrong with black people? But, and they, they, they not only say, like, I'm black as in my skin is black, which is so disgusting that people would comment on someone's skin color like that, but they also say... The way I talk is black. And I say, what is the way I talk being black? I, I know black people and there's a bunch of different kind of black people, just like white people, just like Afghan people. We have the proper speaking primmy, prissy ones. Then we have the hood one. It depends where you grew up. Like I said, my ling- lingo, it comes from being a New Yorker from Queens, especially being a New Yorker. Now let's name some rappers that people are aware of right now that they compare me to, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. I did why do they, you compared me to them. And, and why? Why do you compare me to Cardi and Nikki? Because they're both from New York City. Right. They're both New York style. They've both been influenced by the same culture and community that I have been. So yeah. of course we are going to be compared to each other. Just like if I go to an Afghanistan and I go to a Mimoni and I'm the outcast because I'm from America, but everybody there is going to be the same because they're from the same community and they were raised around the same environment. So mm. this is the thing. It's, it's not that I'm black. I'm New York. So if you're going to call me anything, call me New York. <laughs> right, New Yorkers, because uh, uh, New Yorkers, we have a lot of energy. We speak really fast. You know, we speak really, really fast. And like you said, I was the one that compared you. I didn't, okay, let me, let me correct myself. I didn't said it also, but like, if you look, it's like everywhere. You know, they're like, oh, want to be Nicki Minaj or want to be Cardi B. Like, let me tell you something. I have videos of me freestyling rapping way before Nicki Minaj was even a rapper. I have anybody even knew her i have videos of me rapping and singing way before anybody knew even cardi b cardi b is only 24 25 years old i'm gonna be 35 right right 10 years in this world before she even came out you know so if anything you could say cardi b learned from me and you don't even know it you know what i mean she might have been famous before i did there you go i mean i'm just saying no, no, but, but you're so right, though, because that's what it is. You're a New Yorker. So in New York, we have certain culture. If we go to Florida, we're too fast for them. If we go to even California, they're like, oh, New Yorkers are so obnoxious. New, York, New Yorkers are so fast. They have so much energy. But if you grow up with that, and the reason I said Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, and the reason I said that, and I tell you why I said that, and I still say that, I think you are so talented. I listen to your song. I have no problem in that. I agree 100%. 100%. To go against everything. If you exactly. read their background, if they re- they started just like you, like you know, how they got so much criticism for for right. being a woman, for being a rapper, or rapper can- woman cannot be a rapper. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have. And both of them came out prove all these people wrong. And I tell you, they have their own style. Nicki Minaj, I I I happen to think that she's a phenomenal rapper. She can rap. The girl yeah. can rap. You we yeah. got, you have to agree on that. She has just uh, she has not just rap she has talent right cardi b on the other hand i don't think she can rap but the style that she has being spanish and bringing that to and i think that's encouraging for other people say that okay i I don't have to be like Nicki minaj what makes cardi b so special is that she's an inspiration because she's um a gutter story you know a hood story a stripper who had a dream who comes from nothing and she barely uh, spoke proper English. People made fun of her. You know, she was the ugly duckling. Thank you. She, yeah. was on, she was on TV. People didn't believe in her. Still, she was on TV. She made it on a show. And people were still telling her that she's going to be nothing. Right? Yeah. But she's on national TV all over the world being watched. And I people know. 
telling her she's nothing. And I don't like to compare myself to these people, but I'm getting the same thing. Right now, if you go into an Afghan household, everybody knows who I am. They mention my name, they discuss me at least once a week or once a day, okay? And they still don't want to admit it though. Wow. You know, they don't want to, they don't want to admit that I'm already on my way to where I'm going. I'm well, already- I reach out to you. you. You said it so right. I reach out to you because of your music. Honestly, I reach out to you way to where I got to go. You know, I might be like 10% into where I'm going in my life. Right. Right. I'm 1% into it. But my point is, is that I'm into it and right. people are recognizing it. So that alone should shut them the fuck up because yeah. you're watching me every day. Why are you watching me? Why are you commenting? Why am I so interesting to you? It's because you're in love with it. Right. You know, love with how I speak. They're in love with that I have no shame, that I don't give a fuck. They love how I talk. They curse like this at home. They're afraid to do it themselves in public. And when they hear me say the things that they can't say, they enjoy it secretly. And I have messages which I cannot ever put out there because I'm not that kind of a person. People think that I am so disrespectful and I'll put people's business out there, but I'm not. I only do it to those people who deserve it, okay? And I have messages from maybe hundreds of women telling me so many things uh, bad about me and then saying how over months it's changed and now they're in love with me, you know? And that they didn't realize that they hated me because they secretly wanted to do what I do or be how I am. But they admit it years later or months later, right? Same thing with a young guy. Uh, he's like a brother to me now. Um, when I first, I made a song with uh, Sip. He's an Afghan also. It's called Habibi. I saw him, yeah. Yeah, we made that song and uh, one of his family members reached out to him. I didn't even know about this. Had reached out to him and said, why are you making this song with this girl? She's like this, she's like that, oh my God. But Sip, he knows me from before the social media cursing and this and that, because when I was starting to get into the music and publicizing what I want to do, I showed love to him because I seen he also had interest in music and becoming something big for our community. So I respected that automatically off of the fact that he's a person who is not doing it for himself or for the money because he lives good and travels well, regardless, he's doing it for the culture. Mm. And this I'm wearing, which nobody's going to see, is his hat. Right. So far, it says culture. Sip makes this okay. It's his company. So when I did that, his um family member told him that, and I didn't know this family member. One day, I'm at a friend's house, we're hanging out, and um, this cousin of his, this family member of his, comes up to me after like ten minutes of hanging out with me in the party. Mm. After ten minutes, he says, "Can you come outside with me for a second? I want to talk to you." And I was like, "Sure, cool. What's up?" <laughs> you know, I was just being myself. I'm loving. I always show love to everybody. You know, if I don't know you, I make you feel very comfortable. And uh, he came, he was like, I just have to tell you something. I feel really, I feel really fucked up. It's like, cause I reached out to my cousin and I told him, why are you doing a song with a girl like this? And I judged you without knowing you. He's like, I feel so, so stupid now. I feel humiliated inside. I have to tell you, you know, that my bad, even though you didn't know, I had to tell you because of the love you just showed me. Like, I get it now. I get what Sip was saying. And, and would you, you remember when I met you, I did not know nothing about you. The first time I saw your videos and I saw that and I reached out to you and I said to myself, and here's, I want to have her here. And I want to emphasize, there's a whole goddamn another side to her that people don't see. You, you are such an, honestly, you are such a loving person. You really I, are. And I think that's, that's the, I'm very, very, I'm like a, you can call me a sour patch. A sour yeah. Patch. yeah, you inside really of, are. Inside and this is why I want people to see that side of it because I'm like, why are you talking to her like that? Or, or, or even commenting to stuff because you don't see that. I was like, I saw you, you're a talented artist. You go in there being yourself. You talk the way you talk. You are who you are. If you feel like that's not appropriate for your family, for your daughters, for things, don't let them watch, watch it. Exactly. I'm glad that you noticed that and you said that and I'm going to get to the point with this one because see you and how me and you are talking you got to know that side and I showed you that side because off the bat you recognized who I was yes. the real recognized feel correct mm-hmm. 
and moments like this, you realize how real that statement is. Real recognizes real, okay? Because you notice that I showed you who I really am. Yeah. Now, everybody else who hasn't seen that, well, there's a lot of people on social media who I've never met in my life who mm -hmm. see the side that me and you have, okay? And they, I'm telling you, I've helped people financially that I've never met a day in my life. They asked me because they felt like they could. And I'm never going to say no to somebody who does. Even if I don't have the money, I will find it for you just because you opened your mouth. And I know how hard it is to ask somebody for help. I will figure it out for you. All right, so I've done this for people. And I don't say it. And it's the people who are aggressive and rude to me and don't see, like, the bigger purpose that get the nasty side of me. And that's why I don't even, I won't even allow them to see who I am. Not even if they apologize. You know what I mean? Because off the strength of that, how they approach me right away, you know? Yes. Yes. And that's why I said, I, I saw the sweet side of you. I'm like, she's beautiful because you are. She's talented. Girl, I'm telling you, I saw, put me shit on that thing. I'd be stuttering. Oh, I'd be fucking stuttering. And I'm telling you, when you recognize what you have, and I said that, I was like, you know what? These people can talk all they want. But if I give you the mic and I made you go stand where she is and just literally take a like, 30 seconds and rap the way she does, you're going to fucking shit in your pants. You're not going to be able to do it because it's a talent and people do I want people to see you from that part of you, that you're a mother. You're an amazing person. You have a, such a great heart. Uh, you're a beautiful woman, whether they like it or not. Thank hey, you. Listen, this is what it is. And more importantly, you're going over there, breaking the fucking uh, glass ceiling for us, for especially Afghan women. Like, hey, like you don't have to be all these... Uh, shush, shush, ha, ha, like not talk about it. Come out, explain, you know, be who you are. You don't have to be like me. You can be yourself, but the, but the message is to be yourself, to break that fucking uh, culture that we have um, all these times following people and doing and, and then being proper all the time. Oh my God, God forbid if I curse, people are gonna think, no, it's okay, be yourself. You're from New York, this is who you are. If you don't like me, turn off the channel. I'm, I'm so, so glad that, um... You said that because there's a lot of women in our community who are older, who I get shocked that they've been living in America for let's say 30 years or like 40 years and they know the freedom, they know their opportunity, but they still have fear from people in our culture or their family or their surroundings and what they have to say about what they're going to do or what they want to do or how they want to dress or how they want to live. And I find it crazy because these people don't pay your bills and these people are not going to be there for you when you need them. And you're letting these people dictate your life. And unfortunately, woman, not you, thank God you escaped your situation and you gave yourself the freedom and your child, your children, the freedom. And you were strong like me. But see, you were still weren't all the way there because you couldn't. You see how you said you, you can't get there and say the things, right? Because you still had the back home in your head, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the women, I find it crazy that they, over the years, they still have that because you have so much freedom here now, right? And you can do better. But they're still afraid. They're still afraid till today. And they have five kids, 10 kids. They have their own jobs. They're making more money than their husband and their in-laws. But they're afraid to stand up for themselves still. And I think that that needs to be gone. And that's what I want to do. Like, I don't think that a 60-year-old woman should be afraid of her husband or her in-laws or a 40-year-old woman or fuck that, a 25-year-old who has a kid and is married, you know? She should not be afraid to speak up. Like, when you go into a a non-Afghan or non-Muslim household, right? In-laws and their daughter-in-laws, they're like friends, you know? Like, hey, mom, what's up? Can we eat this? You can't do that around your Afghan mother-in-law. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. You know what I mean? You yeah. hang out, start talking normal. You, But why? Why can't, they, why can't they learn to be just like chill? That's the whole thing is just vibe out. I want everybody to just chill the fuck out. It's not that serious. You know, like no. they preach, I was telling you, they preach Islam. They preach all this. They do not live by it. Okay. No. They, they tell me I'm bad for cursing, speaking up and saying or whatever publicly in my songs. But do you see the shit that they type about me? 
they're not saying it with their mouth, but they're thinking it and writing it, and it's the same thing, okay? But yet I am this big damn devil who came from hell and is trying to ruin the world. I mean, the things that I'm saying at least make sense, right? Right, you right, right. totally making no sense. Talking shit to me, and I just sit there and I'm wondering, I'm like, you know what? This is, this is the reason why I do what I do. And I want to make so much money, so much money, not for myself, because shukran alhamdulillah, I dress whatever I want to dress. If I want a $10,000 shoe, I'll get it, or a $5 shoe, I'll get it. I travel where I want to travel. I eat where I want to eat. I have a roof over my head. I'm happy. I want to do it so that I can make money to bring hospitals and schools into Afghanistan to educate our people so that their minds are free from all the fucking chains that culture and religion. And I don't even want to say religion because honestly, the way that Afghan people interpret Islam is not even Islam. So now they made people like you and me hate a religion for no reason because we don't even know the religion for what it is. We're learning the religion from a cultural perspective now not from the book and from the scripture, correct? So I sat there after I see all these uneducated people making no sense of the book. I literally took a college class on Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. I learned the books from front to back. I can tell a Jew about their religion, a Christian about theirs, and a Muslim about theirs. People do not want to get into those topics no. with me right, 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 right. because they know I'll make them think twice about right. who they are in their religion, okay? Right. But they don't want to get there because when you speak to somebody who knows and is intelligent, there's no answer you can get to shut them up. They'll give you, I'll respond to you and I'll get you thinking. You cannot shut me, okay? So when I'm listening to people tell me how religion is supposed to be in an Afghan way, and then I tell them, no, this is what Islam says specifically. Where did you get this from? Right. They look at me crazy now. Now they're looking at me like I'm making up the Quran. But no, this is, I'm reading it from the book. Yeah. Like I said, that's a whole different subject. I know, they, I know, we can talk about that. For themselves, they, they really need to learn Islam. Like I said, you see, you heard the story, I don't know if you heard it, the woman, there's, education is so important, so yeah. important. They need sex education, number one. Women need to know what's going on down there, that their men can get them sick and diseases. They're dying from sexual transmitted diseases that they don't know about because their husbands are doing all kinds of dirty things and coming back with their wife. And I know this because specifically I was in India for my health issues and an Afghan woman was our neighbor from where we were renting a home. She brings me her medical script and she says, hey, my doctor gave me this. I don't know English. What is this? What happened? She shows it to me and it shows that her husband gave her uh, chlamydia, sexual disease, chlamydia, from God knows what he did. Where? Bring it back home to the poor wife who's a virgin, only had sex with one man, right? Oh, God. Now, education is so important, right? Yeah. But no, to strap up, put on a condom, go take care of yourself, go. The husband would know not to go everywhere and do things because you can get sick and kill somebody. You know, these are diseases that will kill you. Yeah. And I just... I just want so much education to come into that country. Like I want to speak on sex from a young age. I want to speak okay. on, I would like them to talk about things they don't talk about Yeah. because we're going everywhere else for medical treatment and this and that our country doesn't have it because we're not educated enough to treat our own people. Yeah. We're not, enough to keep a hospital open we're not educated enough to educate somebody in a school we have nobody there to teach somebody now how is somebody gonna how are you gonna progress without education you don't you don't and this is this is what i'm saying this is the side of the people don't see it that that you wanted to educate people you are such a good heart that you want to and all of that i could tell you right now i don't care what anybody says after listening to this podcast that a lot of our um decision our action comes in from not knowing Exactly. You like it, don't take it as, a, as, a, as an insult. We're not insulting you that you're stupid or anything like that. I myself, listen, Moji, I came to this country. I didn't you, know a lot of stuff. I didn't know you, a lot of stuff. Better, you will not do any better. Right. You know, knowledge is power. Right. 
And you don't have to be college educated with simple stuff in life that we were not taught because no. of our culture, because of our religion, you know? College education, fuck that. I'm talking about common sense. They don't have common sense. Right. right. They don't have common knowledge. They don't know. They don't know the difference between a tampon and a pad. Right. Simple thing. Would you, if they I have to how to put on a, they don't know how to put on a condom. They don't know. You know, as, as you're talking to me about it, this about it, we have to have a checklist and I will definitely bring you back in here, a checklist of Afghan believe what they believe. And listen to me, if you're Afghan and you're listening to this, here's what it is. Afghan woman does not know a lot, whether no. you like it or not. This is no. not because of anything. It's we just grew up not knowing a lot of stuff. And I'm that's how that we came to learn. Not European, not American, not Canadian. I'm talking about Afghan women from Afghanistan. Yes. They, they don't know. We don't. I, and I'd be the first one to admit to that. Muji, I'd be the first. Um, I wasn't born here. I wasn't born here. I, I tell you what. Here's a story, Muji, for you. I didn't know. I did not know where the baby's coming from. Wow. To give a birth. No, I know. It's true. Because I was so young. I got married. My marriage was arranged. I got pregnant. Uh, God forbid, if you ask your mom or somebody that- So when like, the day was coming, you were just waiting to find out what's happening? And then, and then what happened with my oldest sister one time, and you can't even ask the oldest because the oldest sister was there. I asked my sister, like, my sister's like, make sure that, you know, you clean down there. I'm like, what, is, what do you mean? He goes like, you know where the baby's coming from, right? I'm like, no. She goes like, I freaked the fuck out. I, I was nine months pregnant. I freaked out. I was like, oh my God. Oh my. I really thought they're going to cut your stomach and take the baby out. You see? You see how important education is? Okay. I didn't fucking know that. I didn't know. I'm, I'm telling you. I didn't know that. Okay. I didn't know how to have sex. I oh, was not, and I was going to say this to you before we got cut off. We got into another thing. And I was going to tell you that they're so uneducated that in Afghanistan, something happened to where there was a mullah. And there's women who cannot get pregnant and their husbands would take them to this mullah because they said that this mullah magically gets their woman pregnant. Now, like I said, education is important. So in a lot of brown cultures or, you know, Indian, Afghan, Arab, whatever, when a woman can't get pregnant, they like to automatically believe it's the woman's fault. Yeah. They like to believe that her stomach or her eggs are bad, but they don't know that the man's sperm might not be working. Right. Okay. So now these men are fucking their wives, not having babies. They're taking them to the mullah. They're thinking that the mullah is doing dua, but the mullah is fucking their wife and his sperm is active. So his active sperm is getting them pregnant. And then they're like, hoo hoo. And they're happy that their wives are pregnant, thinking it's theirs because the mullah did some magic, but no, no, no. And the women are so uneducated that they don't know what sex is. So when the guy is sexing them, they're that, hey, this is a part of Islam. He's allowed to fuck us. No one taught them that, hey, this is rape. You're going to a man for spiritual cleansing, but no, he's shoving his penis inside of you trying to get you pregnant because he's a fucker. <laughs> I don't mean to love this, <laughs> but it's true. There's a lot of them like that. It's sad. Oh my God, that's so true. That is so true. Yeah, and this is why. I freaking, this is why I fight online every day. This is why I make it a point to make my voice heard. This is why I want people to recognize me. I don't care in which way, because eventually the recognition will get bigger and that'll bring in funds and that can bring in the education part that I want, okay? Because I really feel for our people. I really feel bad for them. A lot of people say, oh, I want to make money and help Afghanistan and change these bitches go there, they make their money, they come back with new ass, new titties, new lips, new houses, new this. You don't see them do nothing for the country. Nothing. And they're no. back every month. And every month they're going back, collecting their own money and getting the fuck out. You don't see them putting anything into the country. Now, those people are getting praised and respected and their ass is kissing. Then there's people like me who's not taking nothing from nobody, not asking nothing from nobody, not disrespecting none of them for nothing. I'm literally trying to make it out here so that I can bring something into your fucking country and help you motherfuckers. And they're disrespecting me now. This is another reason why education is important because they can't recognize the difference between right and wrong. Thank you. Yes. They've seen so much wrong that they think Right is wrong and wrong is right. Yeah. 
it's disgusting. We have a long way to go. And like I said, I, I just amazing how much I didn't know. And, and my message to people that are listening, Afghan women, that if you want to help Afghanistan, first and foremost, help yourself first. Yeah. Help yourself, educate yourself, because that's what makes a change in your family like you did, like I did, you know, educate yourself first. Then now look, look what you just said. Your daughter is going to grow up to know all of this and she's going to be intelligent enough to respect herself and do what's right for her. Versus if we were in Afghanistan and like you said, some mullah comes in and goes, oh, you know what? Let me do this to you. And poor girl doesn't even know what the hell is going on. People, um... People are like, oh, you know, you talk to, you, you shouldn't let your daughter know this or that. No, I want my daughter to know everything just like I did. Okay. At a young age, I might not have said to my parents what I knew and what I was aware of, but I was very, very well aware of my surroundings. I paid attention in school. I paid attention to people around me. I paid attention to every move that people made, everything that was said. I was just one of those kids that liked to know everything and just absorb it. I was like a sponge. So I recognize that my daughter's the same. And I give her all the information that she can handle. Nice. And I want her to know for what it is. I let her know how a baby comes and where it's coming from. And she's five years old. And she'll yeah. tell you that it's coming from the stomach. Yeah. With, uh, your, she, I mean, she doesn't, I'm not telling her sex. But I say a man and a woman are together. Then the woman gets pregnant. And then you have the baby from your papoose. I let her know it comes from the papoose. <laughs> so she's not like you in shock one day, you know, and she laughs and she says, no, but she knows though. Yeah. I'm not going to hide. Well, that's it. why I'm telling you because look at me, I came over here. I'm telling you because that's what it was. That's the truth. But I wouldn't want to say it because, oh, I'm embarrassed to say it, but that's the truth though. Yeah. And it's embarrassed. It's um, if people feel embarrassed to say what they don't know and they feel embarrassed to ask questions. So that's why, again, I would like these things in place to where people don't have to question. It's just there for them, you know? Yeah. Fortunately, even if they have iPhones in their hands, right? And they have access to internet to figure it out. People are like, oh, now they, they don't need school. There's internet. They could figure everything out. But you can't figure anything out if you don't know what to figure out and what to search. Yeah. How are you going to learn about, let's say, what I went through, my health issues, endometriosis? Mm -hmm. How are they going to? about endometriosis if they don't know to search endometriosis right right there right. has to be a starting point somewhere they don't even have that starting point oh wow um what a great conversation emoji but before i let you go um i want to ask you if you have a message for young women and i don't mean it has to be from afghanistan from all over the world for my listeners are, i yeah. do when i do what i do i mainly do it to make a difference in afghanistan in the future but when i do what i do i do it for all women yes all women across the board because i feel like every culture every religion somehow tries to take a woman and belittle her part and her role in this life and to be honest with you just the fact that we can create life and carry it in our body should show you the significance of our role as a woman here on earth Yes. And that alone should give you the strength to be able to do whatever the fuck you want. Because you're creating that life out here that is telling you who to be and who not to be. So does that make sense for you to listen to them or for them to listen to you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's great. Point you made. Young woman out here is don't let anybody tell you who to be or what to do. Because at a point in my life, I used to let culture and family dictate what I want to do and who I wanted to be. And I was miserable. And it was really sad to watch myself on TV. Even I got on Bravo TV, National Network, and I lost because I broke down because I was too afraid to say what was really in my heart that day. Oh. And after I watched that show, I promised myself that day. I said, I will never, ever again allow somebody to hold me back from speaking my mind. And you very well I Don't ever allow anybody to stop you from saying what your mind or your heart tells you to say. That's it. If you can think it, if it came into your head, there is a reason for that. God gave it to you. Take it and run with that shit. That's it. Uh -huh. Well, like I said, my, 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 if, uh, my listeners are, are not from Afghanistan, uh, but I'm sure that we're going to get some. But if you're listening, this is the side of her I want you to see. Because I, 
Thank you so much. A lot of people don't know the side of you. She's an amazing person. Now, for my listeners, where can they find you? On my social media, I'm on Instagram at Muji, M-U-J-J-Y underscore F underscore crazy. And then you can also uh, check me out on TikTok. It's I am Muji. I'm also uh, on YouTube. You can type in Muji and it'll pop up. Pop up, yes. I know you do Mondays. You have show you do. Um, I have the the, I had the I have the radio show on Monday nights. But I'm trying right now. If you've seen, I haven't done it in the past two weeks. Okay. My because the timing has been um conflicting with my okay. school and my daughter's schedule. So right now I'm in a kind of a transition, trying to figure out if I can continue that time or I have to switch the time. So that's why I've been going live again on my Instagram. Okay instead of the radio because I don't uh I don't have my time set up yet now <clears throat> yeah because when I was doing when I started the show uh classes were not you know and corona was whatever but then things got back to normal and now I have to okay. like I told you on the wing with me so I just kind of <laughs> let it happen yes yes yes, yes. Yeah. no definitely but, gonna... um I have a new song coming out soon. okay um it's called I Rather Be and it's not a rap song it's a singing song it's not vulgar. It's a whole different side of me. <laughs> so uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of starting to unravel and give them the sweeter muji a little bit. <laughs> so hopefully with this new song, they're gonna start slowly seeing, you know, who I am and what what I'm about. Oh please, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna put your social media over here that they can find you, listen to you. Guys, follow her, listen to her. She's amazing. I love what she yeah. does. I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with you. And like I said, I listen to your songs mostly. I would be love to, when you, when you come out with your song, please do uh, give us the copy and we'll play it in this. Yes, I will. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And everywhere else, because um, I think you're very talented. Like, like you said, you're talented, you're beautiful, you're smart and you're kind. And people sh- should just, when they watch you, go watch her with open-minded, with open heart. Yes. And don't take me so serious. <laughs> <laughs> Right, 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 right. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. It's been a pleasure.